Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selected Bet and I'm joined this week by my partner in crime, Greg Browning. How's it going, Greg? Good evening. Good, very well, thank you. Just celebrating a, a late Mansfield goal in League Two. Yeah, always so, Mansfield boy my, tight. Mansfield will always be my favourite team. <laughs> not at half time, they are. Not at half time. <laughs> no, no, I won't, I won't broadcast <laughs> what you were saying about them at half time. Um, and in a week where it's match of the season, I guess, really. Um, not Celtic Rangers, but St Mirren v St Johnson on Saturday. Who else could we have on the podcast alongside us? But friend of the podcast and by my reckoning, probably the fourth most famous Saints fan, Dave McDonald. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Can you clarify who we two and one are? So yeah, I was on as a Black White Army forum. Yep. Div, and I reckon Dougie Vipond. Dougie Vipond, yes. He's a big it was, it was fan. more famous than Dougie Vipond. Come on. Jesus. <laughs> wait, wait, for it, yeah. wait for it. Tell yep. me, wait. And David Tennant's wee brother, and then and then you. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, um, well, for seasons I sat next to Chris Brookmeyer at the football. He's yeah, he's, he's, he's he has had a few mentions. To be fair, I'm I'm slightly putting you he's... putting you above. You're probably fifth in that case. <laughs> How does that compare to St Johnston's top three then? So you've got um, Stuart Cosgrove, Ailey Barber, Colm McCready. Joe Wilson from Sky Sports News, then... Then you. Probably me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was evident at Perth Racing last week. Indeed. When people were asking for your autograph and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, we've got a cracking game. Well, I say a cracking game to look forward to. We've got a very important game to look forward to on Saturday, which is uh, St. Johnson v. St. Mary, which will come on to very shortly on the podcast. Plenty to get through. We'll have a look at the Premiership as ever. We'll have a look at Championship probably won't have much of a look at League 1 and League 2 because pretty much everything is done and dusted uh, in those divisions. Um, and before we move on, Div, we should welcome you back to the podcast following your 30-1 to winner the last time you were on and absolutely no pressure on you this week. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't going to mention that, uh, but I did. Yes, I, I'm going to dine out on that forever, haven't I, really? Because my gambling has been very hit and miss this season, but that was a, that was a, a good one. So I'm hoping, because I have to do my research when I'm on the podcast, and so I, I'm hoping that that's a good omen, because I've got a 40 to 1 Hollywood Aka for this week. <laughs> well, it's not getting carried away here, Dave. Honestly, it's, it's an absolute belter. I'm very confident. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look forward to that before the end of the podcast. Uh, plenty to get through before we get to the, the Hollywood Aka, uh, but we'll look forward to that. Uh, Greg, another step closer to the end of the season. Uh, Kilmarnock have been crowned champions, which is a bet that you tipped at the beginning of this year. And St. John's draw with Dundee helped along the way to the Dundee bet that you've got for them to be relegated as well from earlier in the season. Yeah, it was great to see Kelly finally get over the line. I, I must admit, 1-0 down, I wasn't in a good place. I was really annoyed. <laughs> um, were, but... were, were you an Airdrie? Right. Yeah, no, no. I see what you mean. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but ultimately, yeah, they got over the line, they got the job done. We said they would do that. We, we said they wouldn't set the header alight, as if I quote my write-up in the channel from back in January, and they didn't, but they've done enough. I think you have to give credit to Arbroath as well, though. 
it's been a sensational season and they were probably what 10 15 minutes away from potentially getting promoted um it's a big ask for them now though to regroup and get themselves ready for the playoffs so it'll be very be very interesting to see how they got on uh and that and yeah obviously dundee five points adrift now uh we'll touch upon dundee in a minute running out of games to be fair Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's looking really good for this John, the Kilmarnock Dundee double. In fact, uh, I think I put on the channel today, St Johnston are 10-1 to 1 to finish bottom as a cover bet, mm-hmm. if anyone wants to cover their, their two bets on that. So looking like we're going to get all three bets from January come in and return 24 points, which is fantastic. Yeah, that would be a nice return indeed. Dev, we are into the split now um, and <laughs> the inevitable arguments about the, the pros and cons of the split we're uh, one week in and I think the nature of the split this season has mean, meant that there's so many teams kind of in and around 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth. Um, we've got the usual situation of is it, is it Hibs and Levy on more points than Ross County and Motherwell above them yeah, we'll get them started we'll get them started <laughs> I mean I could sit and, and moan about this forever I, I hate that people uh, don't get this. The league has split. The league is now in two bits. So this is my question to you, Dave. Is it about time that we stop displaying it as a 12-team league table after the split? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, totally. I think it should be displayed as two leagues of six because that's exactly what it is. And whatever's happening in one side has bears no relation whatsoever to what's happening in another. I mean, the teams aren't playing each other. It's completely pointless. You'd be as well saying... Kilmarnock have got more points than some of the teams. It's, it's completely <laughs> ridiculous. And some guy tweeted on Sunday morning, oh, this is ridiculous. Dundee United hadn't even played their game and he's going, they've got less points than Livingston now. And you're like, mate, and he got 1,200 likes within a couple of hours. So there's 1,201 idiots. <laughs> and honestly, it, it rips my net and I absolutely hate it because I'm a massive fan of the split. I know a lot of folk don't like it, but I absolutely love it. Um, Oh, it works yeah. well, doesn't it, Dave? It works well. It's 21 years old, this play. It's not a new thing. It's been around for a long, long time. And I would say pretty much every single season, it's delivered and created excitement. Yeah, and they're so quick to knock things in our game. And yet this one thing that we've got is generates excitement every single season. We, we could have had an unbelievable run in at top and bottom. I mean, it still could be. Um, I think what the, the, the race for the top six this season was brilliant. Um Okay, it's just, it's My proposal really this year was there shouldn't have been a top six and a bottom six. There should be a top three and a bottom <laughs> nine. <That'd be> <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been more, more fitting, to be honest, because yeah, we'll come on to that very shortly, uh, Greg, because I was looking ahead to uh, what game was it? Motherwell v Dundee United. Dundee United 1-1-9, Motherwell 1-1-9. How the hell did those two finish in the top six? Well, we've... Uh, Without sounding like a broken record, we've discussed this every week for the last two or three months, how poor the league's been in terms of no team is capable of pulling together a run of results. Um, and as you say, the two protagonists involved here, Dungeon United and Motherwell, zero wins all, all around. Um, some of the stats for United and Motherwell are gruesome. And that's before we even got into St Mirren's stats. Well, I was just about to say that I've got down here Dundee United 1-1-8 one, one and Motherwell 1-1-14 and who are those wins against? Right? <laughs> I've got my notes Dave, in brackets 4-2 St Mirren so it doesn't count. <laughs> so yeah, St Mirren are just willy-nilly dishing out wins here there and everywhere which must be good news for you Greg. Listen, we're, we're dire. 
we are dire as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to the St. Johnson St. Mirren game, but I'm not expecting a classic and it's going to be very, very sore to watch. <laughs> right, well, let's kick off with that in the United Motherwell game since we're there already. As I say, one win for both sides in each of the last nine games. Both of those wins have been against St. Mirren, which tells you what you need to know about St. Mirren, where they're at at the moment. Um, any steer on this one, I guess. Probably Motherwell, I think, probably just want the season to end. And Dundee United still look like they can do something between now and the end of the season. Home advantage, Dundee United are 94, Motherwell 5-2. to two. What do we think of this one, Greg? I'm over this one. Um, are you? Certainly not for picking a winner. I think the overall stats for Motherwell is 1-14 mm-hmm. uh, in, in the league. And as we just said a minute ago, that 4-2 win was against Mirren, so that doesn't count. But <laughs> looking at goals, though, seven of the last eight matches for Motherwell have delivered both teams to score. The last four games have been 2-1, 4-2, 2-all, 3-1. Lots and lots of goals in their matches. Uh, Dundee United, 1-8. One, one if you can flip on its head, it's three wins in 20. However, they've only lost two of the last 11 games. So it depends if you're a glass half empty, glass full sort of guy. But ultimately, lies, damn lies, <laughs> statistics, eh? Seven draws out of those 11 games. So you could say, yeah, two defeats in 11, but ultimately one win in eight. But there's been both teams to score now in the last eight matches, and five of the last six games have delivered over 2.5 match goals. And what I really liked was 17 of the last 18 meetings at Tanadice between these two sides have delivered at least two goals. Good knowledge. So I am all over that. So I think two really struggling teams, two sides whose fans are very, very edgy. They will see it as well all over social media. Motherwell fans are not happy. Well, it was that name Alexander. And there's a fair chunk of United fans who are not too chuffed with Tam Courts, which I think is a bit unfair. But as the, as the saying goes, the stats don't lie. So I think for me here... Um, Quite surprised to see over 2.5 goals at 6-4. to four. I think they've based that on two awful teams mm-hmm. and not on the prospect that neither state can defend. So it gives us a great little angle here, I think, on the Asian goal line of over two goals in the match. So money back if there's two goals in the game, and that's 17-20. to 20. Yeah. Do reckon Greg's probably still your thunder on a lot of that stuff? <laughs> Yeah, I had all the same stats written down. Um, all the both teams to score and things like that. Um, to be fair, this is a big game for both clubs because yeah, you yeah. Know, the, the, the fight for European places is up for grabs here. Fourth will definitely make it. Fifth should make it as well, I think, almost certainly. So, um, you know, both of these teams, they're only separated by a point. It's a big game for them, So, and they both fancy their chances. So I, I, I just had... My tip was both teams to score at even money, which uh, we had this chat a few times that I've been on, and it, I know it's not a bet I particularly like. I do prefer over two and a half, but I just I fancy both teams will score in this game. Surely they've got both got to go for it, and uh, there's no pressure. You know that's the other thing about the, the split. There's absolutely no pressure on these teams really, other than fighting for something good. They can't finish any lower than six, so they may as well go for it. Um, and I think there should be some, some goals. I, I do fancy goals across the card this weekend, I must say. Even at McDermott? Except there. Right, okay. get to that shortly. All right, so we'll let bring us going to be goals in this one, Greg. You're going for over two Asian goals at 17-20 to 20 in Div. You're both teams to score at even money. Yep. 
Yeah. And I wouldn't well, put anyone off to be fair over two point five at six to four. Yeah. That's, that's pretty price. decent. Yeah, I think I think in the premiership if you're getting that price on, on any game except St Johnson v St Murray, then you should probably take it. Sorry, on you go, Greg. Sorry, I was just saying that Asian goal line is fantastic because for me, you're going to get a free hit almost all over 2.5. Yeah, two goals, I fully yeah. expect there to be two goals in this match yeah. on Saturday. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I couldn't get any price on it, but I did know, as you might have seen on Twitter during the week, that Mother will became the first Premiership team to hit 500 fouls committed this season, which is, <laughs> which is about 40 or 50 more than the team in second. And Kevin Clancy is the ref who is. Mr. Carpapi. So yes. there could be a wee angle on cards here once those markets come out in this game. Yeah, that's a good shout. We were recording this on Tuesday night, so still plenty of time for the, the bookies to get their backside in gear and get some prices up. Uh, we'll stay in the top half of the Premiership where we've got Hearts v Ross County. For some reason, I kind of thought Hearts kind of fizzling out a wee bit, but they're unbeaten in nine, one seven and drawn two. And I, I guess a good thing from a neutral point of view is. Some people look at that Scottish Cup final and think that it's maybe a bit of a foregone conclusion uh, when they play Rangers in a few weeks' time. But as long as they can keep that form up, they'll go they'll go into the Cup final in pretty good shape, thinking they can win it, Div. No, absolutely. They're in tremendous form and scoring plenty of goals and just playing with a real freedom at the moment, which I guess is to be expected. In a really good place, third in the league, uh, sealed Cup final to look forward to. Players coming back from injury as well, so they're just in a really, really good place. Um, I think that the boy Sims just is tremendous, an absolutely mm. diving player. And Barry McKay's on the form of his life again, he's, he really is he's setting the head on fire. So, I think this game again, County will fancy their chances because they've got a free hit at it, they, they're trying to get into Europe. Uh, they've given Hearts some some problems this season. Yeah. Uh, both teams have scored in all three games uh, this season, and you wouldn't rule out. I wouldn't certainly rule them out getting a goal at Tynecastle, because um, Hearts Hearts have been letting goals in, uh, even though they've been scoring. So, but it should be an attacking, entertaining game. I kind of noted as well there was nine, ten, and ten corners the last three meetings of the teams this season. So, I fancy a kind of Hearts no clean sheet. Uh, so basically Rose County to score and over three county corners uh, which should be about evens I would imagine I kind of get a price in the corners but 1.6 on a Rose County goal looks looks good to me Um, albeit the goals have kind of dried up a little bit I suppose of late you can Charles Cook's not been scoring again but I do do fancy them to get a goal they're usually pretty good going forward so I fancy them to get one Greg Hart's obviously well clear third is kind of best the rest outside Celtic Rangers but Ross County probably the best of the rest of the rest. I think given where Ross County were, yeah, I don't think there's any Ross County fans unhappy with how the season's panned out. Um, Malcolm McKay's done a great job after a really tough start. And it was a tough start. But for Hearts, they just keep on winning games, to be fair to them. Mm. And I was quite critical of their away form um, this season. But they've gone to United, went 1-0 down. And it brought back to two all. So I did feel they're a bit short even money at the weekend. Hearts couldn't possibly back Hearts away from home at evens, but that was a great win for them. And it just keeps that run going, it keeps momentum going, it keeps confidence high. And they'll go into that cup final in a few weeks, absolutely buzzing in terms of achieving third place, which nobody expected. And as I think, as they've said, a great chance of giving Rangers a really good game in that final. Yeah, and I think it's noticeable in this fixture, the six of the last seven meetings have been drawn as well. So, um, I don't know, I think Ross County can go there and give them a game. 
Yeah, I think I think so. I think from Ross, Ross County away from home anyway, certainly. Um, all to play for, European places up for grabs. And as they've said, I've also fancied goals across the card this weekend that, that we'll touch upon later on. Yeah. Okay, so Dave, you're looking at a bet builder here in this one, County, to score an over three Ross County corners. That's right, yep. Yeah, no price for that yet, but keep an eye on that as the, the week goes on. Yep. Okay, we'll drop into the bottom half of that Premiership where... I guess surprisingly Aberdeen are actually in the bottom half and they're far from clear of trouble at the moment, uh, Greg. An absolute disgrace. They are an absolute <laughs> disgrace, Aberdeen. And what's the disgrace also is they're eight to thirteen. <laughs> it's the, the the biggest scandal of the year so far. I thought you would like that price. I I'd I, I tell when I see that I thought he's gonna rip that to bits. It's unbelievable. Who's placing these games up? Mm. Um eight to thirteen is a scandalous price for Aberdeen. They are in dire straits, they're low in confidence, they can't buy a goal. Limston just turned them over at Petodre 2 0. Appreciate there was incidents in that game which could have helped Aberdeen, but ultimately they've had an absolute shocker of a season. The Jim Goodwin New manager bounds never started. Um, and I don't know how they can be that price against Dundee. To be honest with you, Dundee at 5 to 1. I would rather back Dundee at 5 to 1 than back Aberdeen at 8 to 13. Yeah, 100%. Despite Aberdeen's record against Dundee? Yes. I think um, Aberdeen went to, to Dens having not lost against Dundee at Dens in about 50 years and they lost. <laughs> so uh, it's a no bet for me. I think. Dundee have to get something from this match. It's in do or die territory now, um, especially depending on how things go in Perth on Saturday. But for me, it's no bet. And certainly, please please avoid Aberdeen. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> what have you made of Goodwin's time at Aberdeen, having seen him at close quarters at St Mirren? Uh, I'm finding it quite amusing, I have to be honest. With you, <laughs> um, because I'm, I'm really petty that way. I mean, I love Jim Goodwin, but... Of course, I'm enjoying it. Um, if only we weren't having the same problems, I'd be really enjoying it. Um, and the prospect of going up there in the last game and sending Aberdeen into the playoff would be delicious. But I can't really see it unfolding that way. I think they'll probably have enough to beat Dundee. But as Greg says, I absolutely wouldn't be touching it. Um, I, I, I saw the, the tweet, I'm sure you'll have seen it this, this week, that Aberdeen had only seen your team without a, a clean sheet in 2022. Oh, um, they're now 16 league games without keeping a clean sheet. Uh, last time they did that was the 11th of December against St. Johnson. And Dundee, to be fair, they've scored five goals against Aberdeen this season, including two just a couple of weeks ago at Dens. So because of the nature of the game, I do fancy Dundee to score in this, and I think Aberdeen will score as well. So I, I, it's another both teams to score for me. I'm all over both teams to score this week. You are um, both to score daft this week, Dev. Both teams to score daft. I like both, it. Well, I was draw daft the last time I was on, and that paid dividends, Greg. So it did. It did indeed. <laughs> both teams to score everywhere except in Perth. So um, yeah, no, I, I definitely do. I, I think Dundee. The dynamic of this game is Dundee must win. They must win. A draw will be... There's no use whatsoever to them. They've got to win. So they've got to go for it. And I think Aberdeen, well, we, we've seen their defence all season long, is dire. They can throw goals out and against anybody. So I think Dundee will score here. And I think Aberdeen will surely score at home against Dundee. Surely. You made a good point about uh, the last game. I think it's the last game of the season, is it? St Mirren away to Aberdeen. But... Before that, Aberdeen have to go to Easter Road and have to go to St Johnson. So they really need to get a win here. Otherwise, they are going to get sucked into this. If St Johnson win at the weekend and Aberdeen don't, then St Johnson move to within two points of Aberdeen. 
It's it's massive. It definitely is. You know, they're not out of it. You know, people, are, everybody's talking about St Myrne, um yeah. for obvious reasons because we're playing St Johnson on Saturday. But Aberdeen are on the same points as us, as you say. So, I think the Aberdeen fans are concerned. I think there's always that feeling a little bit like when Hibs get relegated, everybody's looks and goes, oh, "It's Aberdeen. They'll be fine." Yeah. But they might not be fine, you know. At the end of the day, they're losing games. They're not scoring goals. They're conceding goals. It's a, it's a tailspin that can be very hard to get out of. Um, their home form isn't that bad. They've only lost three of the last ten. Looking at this, but not won many. They've only won one of the last seven, eight. Um, so yeah, it's it's not good. They really have to get the three points this weekend. This is their big one, I think, because uh, they don't want to keep it going to the last game. No. Bit nervy if that's the case. Okay, so we'll go with both teams to score in this one for you, Dave. Um, and a Charlie Adam booking for diving. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was an absolute belter last week, wasn't it? It was a belter. Um, you can see my reaction on TV actually um, when he did that. <laughs> I was not happy. We'll Another thing, just quickly on that one: Aberdeen had twelve corners on Saturday and seven in the game before. That's nineteen corners in the last two games. I don't know if they've gone more direct or what they're doing because I know Ramirez didn't play on Saturday. Because uh, why would you play your top scorer? Um, so, <laughs> so I don't know if I changed style or whatever, but it looks like corners could be another some sort of angle there. But I couldn't get any prices in that yet. We'll stick to the goals, eh? Yep. <laughs> okay, so both teams to score at Aberdeen v Dundee, which is twenty one to twenty in old money. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what have we got next? We've got Livingston v Hibs, uh, and the story of the week, I suppose, so far this week, there has been the potential for Roy Keane to quit his wee comfy seat at Sky and take over the reins at Easter Road. Anything in it for you? It'd be bonkers, wouldn't it? But you wouldn't put it past. I mean, there seems to be. I always think with these things, there's no smoke without fire. It's not as though it's just one random. You know, uh, no, I mean, it was, it. It's, it was in the Daily Mail, so what can I say? Yeah, well, it's, it seems <laughs> to be everywhere. There must be something to it. It would be bonkers. It would be entertaining. I don't think everybody would love to see it happen. Maybe except the Hibs fans. I, I think he, he's always been absolutely hopeless, but you know, who knows? He might be better when he doesn't have huge amounts of money to spend or whatever. And I don't know, but it just seems absolute mental. The big concern uh, is he's, he's not managed in 11 years. Yeah. So I don't know what profession you can do from not doing a job. To put it in there. <laughs> he, <laughs> been, he was a, well. I was going to say he was assistant to Martin O'Neill at Ireland. That must have been his last gig, was it? That wasn't eleven years ago, was it? In terms of club management, yeah, yeah. Uh, eleven years. But yeah, he has helped out the national team. Yeah, it would be bonkers, but it'd be brilliant. Aye, of course, he's, great, he's box office. Don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm all for it. It'd be great for the league, it really would, but I just don't see it happening. But in the meantime, David Gray is in charge. He oversaw a win at St Mirren last week. Dev, how much was that? A Hibs win or a St Mirren defeat? It was just one of those games. I don't think either team deserved to win. I mean, right. Hibs had plenty of the ball, never ever looked at scoring. Our goalkeeper didn't make a single save in the whole game. They got one break of the ball, and to be fair, the boy Henderson stuck it away well. And then at the other end, two minutes later, St Mun got a pretty much our only chance of the game and smashed it off the crossbar. And that's pretty much the way our luck's going at the moment. But a draw would have been a fair result. Both teams were terrible. It was a terrible game. Hibs should have scored again at the end when we were uh, chasing it. But apart from that, it was just awful. Um, and I've just written down here, Livingston v Hibs, who cares? 
because <laughs> I was a bit more tactical. I, I put no bets. No bets. In my it's notes. just one of those. I'm sure that, you know Livingston are, you know Livingston are Livingston. They, they got their win as you, as they always do, and that's them pretty much safe. They're they're away and they're just away going to holidays. So same with Hibs. Got their win that they needed. They won't get there. Maybe a draw or something in this, but oh, I genuinely can't. I couldn't give two hoots about this game, and I don't imagine many of the fans either club could either, to be honest. It's a no bet, I take it. <laughs> no bet. <laughs> I've written down both teams to score, but just because I wrote that down against them, I'm not, I'm not even going there. I think this will be awful. Um, so I'm just avoiding this game completely. Cool. Okay, that sets us up for the uh, game of the weekend, I suppose, from one game that you couldn't care less about to one that it means almost everything to both of you guys. St Johnson v St Mirren on Saturday, and you're not even going, are you? I'm swithering whether to go. Right. Oh, I, oh. I, I feel as though I should go, but I hate Perth. I, I mean, no offence to Perth, right? It's a lovely city. I'm sure it's nice to go and visit, but McDermott Park and St Mirren just don't go together. We've Seven the last seven times we've played there, we haven't even scored a goal. Um, we've got two draws and five defeats. Um, we're always terrible there. The pitch is shit. I'm starting to swear now already. See, I'm getting animated. <laughs> the pitch is terrible. Both teams are terrible. We've got Andrew Dallas in charge. He's terrible. Oh, no. was he? <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. just, it's not appealing to me at all. Um, I might sit in the house and watch it. On the- pay-per-view or something honestly I, I feel as though I should go it's a big game but oh my I hate it so much I can't describe how much I hate Perth it's just a graveyard for St Mum and a graveyard for good games so yeah I'm, I'm not massively looking forward to it I've got to be honest with you Two this, is, this is all music to Greg's ears of course 2014 <laughs> the last time we scored and that was incidentally the last time we won so Eight years, albeit we've had two or three of those years we were in the championship, but eight years since we last won there, eight years since we last scored there, um, it's not conducive to enthusiasm. Um, um, and I think we've got a, a couple of players went off injured on Saturday with going for x-rays, including Eamon Brophy, who's a top scorer. So, yeah, ideal. Really <laughs> <not it. laughs> Greg, you're a wee bit more positive from your point of view. I think, well, you know. um, I'm, I'm all joking aside, um, we were dire at Dens in the first half. Really, really poor. We've been poor all season, to be fair. We, we really have. It's not been an enjoyable watch. Um, in terms of this match itself, I just love looking at the St. Mirren stats at the moment. Lose, 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 <sighs> win, lose, 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 lose. So eight defeats and nine for, um, for Stephen Robinson. And when he was at Motherwell, he was always a manager I felt always had an excuse. Every single interview he did, it was the referee's fault, it was an unlucky, should have won the match, and he's getting that way again. Well, Dub's um, just given you about four or five there, before, before <laughs> the game's even started. Well, I think he was listening to um, Stephen Robinson, or maybe he was listening <laughs> to be about that. <laughs> um, I, I, don't, I quite like Stephen Robinson as a manager, but he's a moaning face little shit sometimes, I think. <laughs> Uh, post-match interviews and I would love it I would love to see his interview on Saturday if he were to win this match but it's a big if it's two very very poor teams I won't go over what Div's gone over but he's, he's spot on it's a terrible pitch terrible teams but for us if we want to catch St Mirren we have to win this match 
Um, obviously, we've still got one eye in Dundee. It's only a five-point lead, but we have to win this match. And if, if we do, it brings us right back into the mix in terms of potentially catching St Mirren and potentially Aberdeen. I guess people look at both clubs and go, similar size clubs, similar size fan bases, maybe St Mirren have got just a little bit more than what we've got. But when you look at the head-to-head record, it's quite incredible. Um, what's it, Div? Six wins and 31 visits to Perth for St Mirren. And overall, it's 14 St Mirren wins against 31 St Johnson wins. That's more than double um, the amount of St Johnson wins. So it's not like it's just um, in Perth. It's just overall. St Johnson obviously seem to have this piece over St Mirren. Not so much in recent years in Paisley, but especially at Love Street. Uh, Div used to hate us coming to Love Street. Um, during the good years. <laughs> see, he's but, getting my back up now. I'm going to come back to see you with some <laughs> other stats, Greg. How many times have you beat us this season? <laughs> oh, not, not yet. <laughs> In terms of betting angle here, double chance potentially for us not to lose the game. Um, just based on the fact that St Mirren are in pretty dire straits at the moment. They've lost Brophy, who's their, their main um, attacking threat. Uh, we will make it difficult. I can't see it being a great game. I think over 1.5 match goals is 8 to 15. And that's as high a price as you'll get for a game to have two goals in it. Um, so there's probably no angle here. Possibly a booking's angle. Um, I'm glad Bobby Madden's not in charge. Uh, to be fair to Bobby Madden, he had a tremendous game actually on Saturday in the Dundee St. Johnston match. He called everything spot on. Uh, he just let a lot go. Andrew Dallas doesn't, I would say. Mm-hmm. So there's probably a, a cards angle here as well. But yeah, it's, you need to be brave to pick a winner here. And I, I'm certainly not brave enough to back us at 11 to 8. And I don't think anybody could back us at 94. And just to put a wee bit of perspective on that previous game we spoke about. Um, Hearts, uh, sorry, the United Free Mudgo, which is 64 for over two and a half goals. It's 13 8 for over two and a half goals here. Yeah, and I would say you're maybe going to get a free hit again on the, the Asian line back over two. I, I don't see this being 0 0. Um, I, I do think someone's going to score, but there's, I think there's a very good chance that we could see two goals. Just given the dynamics of this game, we have to get a win here. Um, St. Mirren are due to score in Perth, surely, at some point. It's about to happen, so um, I wouldn't put anyone off backing the the goals in this match. And I guess on to that point across Saturday, uh, all five matches in the Premiership in Scotland over one point five match goals pays five to one, which I think is worth a little nibble. Yeah, it's a pretty decent show. Uh, just to kind of recap on that St Johnson game, then you you've got a bet for us. I don't know if you want to say it publicly or not. <laughs> Well, it's one of these things, right? So, the thing that the team I know most about is St. Mum, obviously, but I, I never normally touch us. You never want to jinx us by backing us. You never want to be seen to be backing against your own team. But the stats in this, as Greg has said, the stats are unbelievably biased towards a St. Johnson win here. I know the St. Johnson have been terrible this season and all that, but they have got better recently. They've got the Indian sign over us in McDermott Park. We're not playing well, albeit I would say, in all seriousness, we were. We looked a lot more organised at the weekend. You know, I don't expect us to ship a hat full of goals here. So I don't think St Johnson have got that in them anyway. But I think it's going to be a really tight game. I do expect St Johnson to win, uh, but I don't think there'll be many goals. So, 
Let's have it. Yeah. <laughs> St. Johnson to win and under four goals in the game, which is 2.8. So that is covering my bases of St. Mun and the unlikely event that we actually managed to score a goal in Perth. We could still lose the game, but I, I, I just cannot see, I cannot see St. Mun, maybe a draw. I would take a draw right now. I think any St. Mun fan would take a draw. That would probably be enough to, to, to keep us in the Premiership next season. Um, and I would take that, but I don't think necessarily we'll play for it, but I think we will be very stuffy, very niggly on Saturday. Albeit we don't give a lot of fouls and cards away. We're not that sort of team, but I will. I do think we'll sit very deep, and especially if Brophy doesn't play, which I haven't seen whether he's definitely out or not. Alex Grieve will lead the line. He's quick. Um, but if Curtis Main plays, we're basically starting with ten men. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I, Stephen Robinson said at the weekend he's playing through an injury, so I feel for him a little bit. But he was absolutely—he's just terrible. He's just—he's just a terrible football player. He's not good enough to play at this level, in my opinion. Um, and and they are the only two striking options that we have. Alex, if both he's out, Alex Grieve and Curtis Main. Um, so. You know, and Alex Grieve, I, I like him a lot. I think he's got a lot to offer, but he's very, very raw, very young. Um, he run about a lot. Whether he can get us a goal, I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, also, I, I, I'm going to throw something into my Hollywood archive from this game, but I will hold that until that time. Just on okay. the goal scoring market in this match, they've, uh, Alex Grieve's 9 to 1 to score first and 15 to 4 to score any time. Uh, Callum Henry's 5 to 1 to score first. And two to one any time. So, if there is to be a goal in this game, there's a very good chance it could come from either of these two players. Callum, Callum Henry has scored seven goals in his last twelve games, and he scored seven of St. Johnson's last eleven goals since he came back from Kilmarnock. So, you know, it goes without saying he has. I'm pretty sure he takes the penalties as well. So, I mean, he's he a, does. He's he's an outstanding candidate for a goal in this game, and it always he always used to be Chris Kane that scored the goal against us in in, in these sorts of games at Perth because. As I say, although St. Johnson are unbeaten in the last seven against us, we haven't scored. None of those games have gone over two and a half goals. It's always 1-0 or 2-0 St. Johnson. And it's always a striker that scores a goal. Stevie May, Chris Kane, you name it. <laughs> Roddy Grant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the one thing I would say as well, uh, two red cards in the two games these teams have played this season. Um, so th- th- although some of them don't pick up many cards, there's been five, six, four yellows in the three meetings of these two, and two red cards. So there's no love lost between these two teams. Uh, Andrew Dallas is only averaging three yellows, though, so he's he's not he's not been very card-happy in the few appearances that he has made. But I did note that he's ref two St. Johnson games this season, and they lost both, 1-0 at Dens and 7-0 at Celtic Park. So get your money on some of <laughs> So, Dev, just to clarify, you started off, I think you started off tipping St. Johnson. You could have talked to us earlier a draw now, have we seen St. Mun's going to win? <laughs> no, St. Johnson will win. St. Johnson will win under four goals as a tip. And I'm hoping that the pie and bottle jinx. You know, it's, I'm, I'm overthinking this, but I'm pretty sure if I back St. Johnson to win, then they definitely <laughs> won't win. That's the way I'm thinking. Uh, the old reverse psychology. Uh, OK, so it's St. Johnson to win and under three and a half goals. Is that right? That's right. At 2.8. And Greg... You sneaked in your tip there of all five Premiership games going over one and a half goals as well on Saturday. Yeah, do you know what? It's a market that's done really well for us this season. I think when I've put it up, I think we've put it up three or four times and it's landed at least twice. So 
I think given the nature of some of these games in the season, some of the games are quite meaningful. I know others aren't, but given the price you're getting for it, I think it's always worth backing at five to one for the for the five games over one point five. A lot of leagues you could back five games over one point five and you might get evens. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's just covered Saturday. We are what thirty six minutes into the podcast and we have not yet mentioned Celtic V Rangers on Sunday, so give yourselves a part in the pack. Yeah, done, guys. Uh, so of course it is a big one on Sunday. Celtic are now six points clear. Huge win for them at the weekend there against Ross County. Um, fair bit of pressure on them to go and win the three points, which they did. A win on Sunday pretty much wraps up the title for Celtic. They would then be nine points clear with just three games to play and a vastly superior goal difference. So it's all to play for for Celtic on Sunday. Rangers might consider their biggest game this week is against RB Leipzig in the semi-final of the Europa League. A massive game for the club. Great chance to get to a European final. I'm sure Div, they would love to go to Celtic Park and win and still keep themselves in the hunt for the title this weekend. But equally, they would love to get go to Leipzig and, and come back with something to play for at Ibrox. Yeah, no, absolutely. The, 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 the two huge games for, for Rangers. I think they want to go to Germany and still be in that tie when they, when they, when they come back, which I think they might. Their European form's been exceptional. Um Albeit obviously they're struggling a wee bit with injuries. I thought Sakala looked excellent on uh, on uh, Saturday actually. And I've not been his biggest fan, but I thought it looked really good, dead lively. Um, I think they have to go to Celtic Park. It goes without saying, have to go and win. Um, and I suppose they're capable of doing it. Um, it's, it should be a good good spectacle because of the dynamic. Again, that draws no use to them. Have to go for it. I think John Beaton being in charge. Adds a wee bit of spice to it because he's never shy of reaching his for his pocket either. You know we, we saw that at the Edinburgh Derby semi final two weeks ago when he booked eight and sent one off. You know and that's what I want. I want to see carnage. I want to see <laughs> players booting each other all over the pitch. And I basically just marked down here because it's, it's a hard game to call. So can I guess who you put down for booking, Ziv? Can I guess? Right, I've got two players, one from each team. Uh, gold, uh, uh, McGregor's obviously the Celtic one. Yes. And Aribo. I've actually gone for John Lundstrom because I still can't believe he didn't get booted in the last game. <laughs> so, by the if he if he does that again, he must get booked. Uh, but yeah, Callum McGregor always good to get booked in these games, and I think Lundstrom he'll be in about the thick of it as usual, and he's got to get booked this time because he was he was, it was incredible he didn't get booked in the semi final, absolutely incredible. And then I think you're looking at potentially goals. I mean, the last three meetings all went over two and a half goals. Corners is another angle. I mean, there's lots of lots of ways of looking at this, but it should be a really good game. I'm, I'm looking forward to. It. I, you know, a lot of people say they don't watch these games if they're not interested. I'm, I'm interested. I like watching the Celtic Rangers games, um, and I'm looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, I think that Cal McGregor one's an interesting one because he's not perceived to be a dirty player at all, but he does seem to pick up bookings in these games, Greg. He does. I, I'm pretty sure I've went through his stats before in the podcast. And looking through his bookings that he's, he's received, I know he's played a lot of games against Rangers over the years, but he's been booked seven or eight times, I think. For and a red, red card last season as well. The, the red the card, yeah, exactly. So he, he it would be prime candidate for Celtic, and you'd probably get him at a decent price. I'm going to say a decent price. Um, two to one's probably a decent price in this match mm. because you're going to have about a dozen players all priced up between five to four and six to four. There's not really much of a that we have value in this match in terms of bookings, but if you master land lucky and select maybe two or three, then you'll get a decent uh, bet builder. Yeah, and it's a good point about John Beaton. You know, we've touched on Bobby Madden quite a few times on the podcast and how he 
as you said last week, Greg, at the Dundee St. Johnson game, just likes to let a few things go. I think the interesting dynamic is how the referee will impact this game and how it might go. You know, John Beaton not shy of a card, and that will have a bearing on on how the game pans out. It does, and I think this season especially, um, I know that some people have their favourites in terms of referees, in terms of cards, but Bobby Madden's a prime example of someone who does let a lot go, like a lot that shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I think he let McGregor go with a, a film in that first half in that last firm game in the first 20 minutes. It was, a, mm-hmm. it was a yellow card every day of the week. So, yeah, I think given um, Beaton's in charge this weekend, I'm fully with Dev here, hoping and expecting a bloodbath. <laughs> because let's be honest, Rangers won't want to go there and give Celtic the league. No. Uh, and obviously Celtic want to get this wrapped up in front of their own fans as well. Uh, is there away fans at this match? 700, yeah. 700. So it's not what it's usually, but at least there's some fans getting back into the match. Yeah. But in terms of the betting for this game, Celtic 19 to 20, Rangers 14 to 5. They've not suffered so much recently, Rangers, in European after European games. No. They obviously took Celtic the extra time in the Scottish Cup. So I'm just going to be on cards in the corners here and possibly goals in a bet builder. But that's something I'll share in the channel come the weekend. I'm quite surprised to see that Rangers, Celtic are 1 to 16 to win the league. Now Rangers are, are 91. I would have thought those odds would have been there'd be a bigger gap between those odds because it's quite a tall order now for Rangers to win the league. They need to win on Sunday. They need to then hope that Celtic lose one of their three games, two of which are at home. They then probably need to draw a game as well, given Celtic's superior goal difference. All the while, Rangers have to win. There are other three yeah. games after the weekend. That feels like a bigger order than 91. No, I totally agree. I think all this does this weekend, if Rangers win, it just draws it out for another week. Um, I don't think there's anyone who thinks that there's going to be a turnaround based on the fact that Celtic are going to have to drop points in essentially three games. There's only five left, four left to play. Five left, yeah. four left to play. Four left to play, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Div, it's a card bet for you? Yeah, definitely. Lundstrom and McGregor, double. Um, I'll definitely look at some car, uh, some corners or something like that as well. Yeah. But that's that's definitely my two picks for this one. Really annoying. The last old firm game, it, it was a who's who. I was out for lunch and couldn't get a signal, and I missed the bonanza. McGregor got booked, Roof got booked, Ariba got booked, Golson got booked, uh, and Jack got booked. There was loads of the, the key candidates all got booked in that match, and yeah. hopefully we'll, we'll see the same again on Sunday. Yeah, and to be fair to Bobby Madden, he did try to let that game go. But <laughs> he tried to the 38th minute and he, he lost the pot in the last five. And then uh, <laughs> players left him no choice, unfortunately. But um, yeah, OK, so a Carl's angle might be the best way to tackle this one from a betting point of view. We'll move on to the Championship, pretty much all over bar the shouting, really. Um, Kelly are the champions. They came from behind last Friday to beat Arbroath and wrap up the title. Derek McInnes has gone in there and done what he's been expected to do, albeit, you know, it's not been spectacular, as you suggested, Greg. Um, the only real remaining issue uh, at the top of the table is that Wraith can still overtake this one. Very, very slim chance of that happening. Down at the bottom end of the table, Queen of the South are already relegated, but there's a battle between Air United and Dunfermline to finish second bottom, um, or third bottom to try and avoid a playoff. Um, Greg, you were quite keen on Dunfermline earlier in the week at the price that they were quoted. I was keen on the Fremlin at 10 to 5 on Saturday. <laughs> uh, the minute full time had arrived around the grounds, I thought, well, they'll be at home next weekend to Queen of the South, praying we could get something to back. Mike um, Bookie was the first bookie to have prices out on, I think it might have been Saturday night, slash Sunday morning, and they were 4 to 6 on Fremlin. Now, 
I think I posted that on the channel to say, listen, four to six in this match, I think it's a very, very good bet. It was my, minus one was two to one. So there's different angles to look at. That four to six did not last long with McBookie. It was gone by kind of Sunday night. And by the time the other bookies got their prices up on kind of Sunday night, Monday, you were getting four to seven, then one to two, then it's four to nine. So as four to nine shots go, it's, it's a pretty safe bet, I think. Um, and it's maybe something you could double up with something else at that similar price for an even money shot. Yeah. But yeah, I do fully expect their filming at home. We've spoken about their filming's home record this season. They, they've been fantastic in 2022. I think they've won five or seven now, or six or seven home games. And given Queen of the South are now relegated, you have to expect them Dunfermline to win this match. It would be an absolute shocker if they didn't. Yeah. Uh, where will they stay up? I mean, they really need air to lose or draw against Partick Thistle as well. Well, that's got every chance of happening. I don't think there's much love lost between um, Ian McCall and Air. Uh, I was speaking to Stuart today on the channel, who's close to things at Somerset Park, and we had that conversation today about he'd obviously have to get a result, but I don't think this will go there, kind of concentrate in the playoffs. They'll go there and try and get a win. So it sets it up nicely for the weekend, I think. Uh, but yeah, I feel, fully expect them Fairman to, to win that match, and there's every chance here could um, get something from their game against Thistle. Yeah. But e- either way, you're probably looking at, you'd have to say Airdrie would be the team you'd expect those teams to be playing against yep. in the playoff. No yep. disrespect to the other sides in the playoff in the, in League One, but Airdrie have been fantastic this season, so there's a good chance it will be them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we should mention that the games in the Championship are on Friday night this week. Uh, in the live game, Div is Raith Rovers v Kilmarnock. Raith Rovers, as I said, they've still got a very, very slim chance of catching Partick Thistle with an eight-goal swing. Um, and obviously Thistle to lose and Raith Rovers to win. They're up against Kilmarnock, who you just think might have their flip-flops and their rebounds on. Oh, 100% they will. Uh, I believe they were all out in Glasgow on Saturday, actually. Are, um, they, home, are they home yet? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think I've mentioned this before uh, one of the podcasts that I always remember. We're winning the championship with a game to go. And we headed up to Inverness and uh, we got beat 5-0. Um, and genuinely, the players had been on, on the piss all week and nobody gave a shit. We were all chanting for six and things. It was a huge amount of support went up. It was a pitch invasion after. It was a brilliant day out, but we got hammered 5 nothing. I think Kilmarnock will lose this game. Um, I, I, they will not care. They will, they will not give a shit about this race. They have to at least try, and, and I know the the fantasy, they're not going to make up eight goals in Patrick Tussle, but they've got to at least try. So I think 3.5 on Wraith is scandalous, um, given the scenario that we look at here. So I'm definitely waging in on that. Wraith overs to beat a drunk Kilmarnock side. <laughs> I'm, I'm not questioning the professionalism of the Kilmarnock players, but come on. They are going to be surely blooding a few youngsters or whatever. They, will not, they won't play... Anywhere like their full strength team in this game, they won't care. Big Kilmarnock fan support will go and have a big party and have a great day out. But I think maybe a draw, but Wraith Rovers to win, I think, looks very tempting at 3.5. It's such a shame that there's that eight goal difference between the two sides, between them and Thistle. Yeah. Had this been a bit closer in terms of if, if um, Wraith managed to get a positive result in this match, 
and could make the playoffs, then I'd be all over this. But that said, I do think the 5-2 to two is a great shout, Dave. The real story on uh, Friday night is what's happening at the bottom. You know, I think, because I think here will, uh, I think here will beat Partick Thistle because I think Thistle, well, Thistle won't be trying 100% in this game. They know that they are pretty much guaranteed barring an absolute miracle. So I can, I can see them taking their foot off the pedal a little bit. They've got two very, or three potentially very tough playoff uh, ties coming up, six games in total. Ian McCall will be, he won't be wanting anybody to get injured on uh, Friday night in this one. A draw will suit him absolutely fine. Air, I've got to go for it. Um, I, th- I think Air will beat Thistle. I think Dunfermline will beat Queen of the South, but I think Air will beat Thistle as well. That's, but I'm not putting any money on that. This is sounding like a Friday night Hollywood bet you're going to have lined up for it as well. Um, okay, so for you, Div, then it's a, it's a race win at 5 to 2 Friday night against Kilmarnock. Yeah, I fancy that big time. Okay. Uh, league 1 and League 2, pretty much hee haw to be decided across both leagues. Uh, league 1, we're only really to decide who's going to finish 5th, 6th, and 7th, Cove, Crown Champions, uh, and even the, the positioning of the next three places have already been decided. They are doing second, Montrose and third, and Queen's Park and fourth, so we know how the playoffs are going to be lined up. At the bottom of the table, he's five are down, Dumbarton will play in the playoff. Uh, not a lot to get excited about in League One at the weekend. No, uh, not at all. Um, I'd love to see Falkirk get beat again. Uh, I really hope they get absolutely stuffed. On Friday night, um, I put them into my treble on Saturday. We had Wraith Rovers beat Hamilton at 13 to 8. We had over 2.5 goals, which I think you, Paul, brought up in this podcast last week. Yep. A history of goals in that match, finished 5 yep. 0. And I thought they're filming at home. They got a good win last weekend. They're at home. Surely they can win two games in a row. No. And I, you should have seen the goals they lost. <laughs> Connor Salmon scored. That's Jeez. how bad it is. That's how bad it was. He's even um, worse than Curtis <laughs> <laughs> um, Some of the goals that Falkirk have conceded this season have been a shot. Oh, it's, honestly, I've been doing injustice to school kids. The defending is so, so bad. Uh, so, yeah, hope Falkirk lose at the weekend. That'd be good. Okay. Well, that's, that's just what to say that League, League 1 is Saturday. League 1 and League 2 are Saturday. It's just yeah, the championships on Friday. Yep, uh, League 2, pretty similar story. Kelty champions a few weeks ago, and again, the next three places have all been decided. It's just a case of who finishes second between Forford and Aaron. Cowdenbeath finished bottom. What does that mean for them, Div? Remind me. Uh, they'll play in the Pyramid uh, final against uh, either Bonnie Rig Rose or Fraserburgh, but Bonnie Rig are 3 1 up. In the first uh, from the first leg, so probably be Bonnerig. Uh, they'll play against Cowdenbeath in a two-leg pyramid final to for a place in League Two next season. Yeah, I mean that would be tremendous for Bonnerig eh? if they could come up. Absolutely, yeah, and they look as though they're in really good form. I'll be Cowdenbeath finished the season really quite well, actually. Bizarrely, um, yeah, yeah, incredible result last week up in Elgin. So um, they've done it, I think, twice. They've uh, won the, the pyramid uh, playoff, uh, so this would be a third time. Um, but yeah, uh, incredible, uh, good drama. I like that. You know, you've seen kind of Cove and Kelty come up through the pyramid playoff route, and both obviously now uh, Cove now in the championship, Kelty going into League One. So it's good to see uh, teams coming up. Elgin, Edinburgh City, another one uh, have come up that route. Yeah. So it's, it gives a wee bit of freshness. It does. I was going to say it just freshens things up a wee bit, and obviously it's a, a, a testament to the pyramid system I suppose which now exists that allows a, a Bonnie Rig Rose to, to come up through the ranks 
No, absolutely. It's, it's it's great to see, and I think you know the Lowland Leagues come under a lot of criticism of late um, for for the the way they're dealing with Colts and stuff like that. But the pyramid is still better than it was. You know, it's it's good that we've yep. got a route in. So for for so many years, that bottom side just sat there. Um, yeah. In fact, it was Montrose a lot of the time. Bizarrely, <laughs> I always remember Montrose East Stirling used to be bottom every other year. Um, Who's Paisley's um, local side div in terms of the lower league sort of stuff? Is that oh a God, team well, local to Paisley? Uh, I don't think so. Not at Lowland League level. I think East Kilbride might be the closest to us. I'm not really that sure. Uh, St Murnau is my our Paisley's team, Greg. <laughs> 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 we're, not, we're not that bad yet. <laughs> they're, they're as junior as it comes, Greg. So Right, pipe down. <laughs> uh, just in that league then, Greg, you've got one bet and it's in the 4 for the East then. How's your match? Yeah, Forfar have been good to us for goals recently. Um, they got a draw last weekend at Kelty. They're sitting second top, joint second top with Annan, um, and both sides have an opportunity to finish second in the league, which is obviously a, prefer- a preference. So Steinhouse Muir absolutely chucked it last weekend away to, I think it was at home to Stranraer, I think. So their season's finished, Steinhouse Muir. Forfar win this match, they will finish second, and they're even money to do so. I think it's been backed in a little bit now, but I just fancy them to take this game, get the three points and score two goals, and they are even money to score two, which I think is worth backing against the Stennis Muir side who are done. Yeah, Porfer still got plenty to play for on Saturday, one of the few teams in the World Leagues that do actually have something to play for. Okay, we'll recap that at the end, but the moment we've all been waiting for is Divs Hollywood. And do you know what? <laughs> Since this is a Scottish podcast, I'm going to crown it the Hollywood. Bet the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's have it, Div. Right, so before I start, please gamble responsibly. And know that I've, only, I've only landed one of these in my life, I think. So, <laughs> so I have already covered uh, covered all these, but it's a treble, and it starts on Friday night. Wraith Rovers to beat Kilmarnock, so we're already breaking some golden rules of gambling by spanning two days. But never mind, forget all that. Wraith to beat Kilmarnock. Aberdeen Dundee both seems to score and then uh, bet builder St Johnston v St Mun St Johnston to win under four goals Callum Hendry to score any time now this is very high risk only bet 50 pence on this because it is high risk but 42 to 1 that is coming in at 43.05 so and that is this weekend's super nap that is this weekend's <laughs> Divs Holyrood Aka Belter, um, yeah. So if it's still alive on Saturday, we'll be doing well. That's, that's the main thing. But so yeah, I've, I've been very, very, very greedy. I could have left Callum Henry out and still had twenty to one in this, but I thought, well, it's go big or go home, as I said the last time, um, and it landed. So I'm going going for it again. Okay, so if we see one St Mirren fan jumping up and down at the end of the ninety minutes, <laughs> it's in Johnson on Saturday after they've been beaten by a Callum Henry goal. Yeah, we'll know, we'll know that it's you, Yeah, I'm sure every day, a listening this about like that a boy's off his head. That's a terrible selection. But anyway, that's that's what it is. That's what it is. Okay. So while you're on it, can you give us a wee recap of the rest of your bets that aren't forty to one this week? Yeah, sure. So Aberdeen v Dundee, I definitely do fancy both teams to score. Uh, Dundee United, Motherwell, same. Both teams to score. Uh, they're just just over evens at uh, Petodre and even money at Tanadice. Um, Hearts B Ross County Hearts no clean sheet and over three Ross County corners um, 
St John's and St Murnau's I mentioned St John's that winning under four goals that's 2.8 and then Celtic v Rangers uh, John Lundstrom Callum McGregor uh, Bookings and then the Championship Wraith Rovers to beat Kilmarnock 3.5 very big prices from Pine and Bovel this week <laughs> <Very> <laughs> you would expect big. nothing less uh, Greg your <laughs> best bets for the weekend so Dundee United at home to Motherwell taking over two Asian goals at 17 to 20 I'm also taking all five Scottish Premiership games over 1.5 match goals, and that pays five to one. And I'll have a bet builder from the Rangers v Celtic match, or sorry, Celtic v Rangers match on Sunday. And finally, in League Two, I'm taking Forfar to score two goals at home to Stenhouse Muir at even money. And on one final note, it's the season finale in League One in England so it's been a really good league to us this season um, 12.30 kickoff on Saturday and I'll be all aboard uh, an array of crazy goal bets um, which I'll be sharing on the channel uh, this week yeah and if you want to join that channel then you should follow Greg on Twitter at Brownie84Greg where all the details are on his profile there as to how to get involved in the Telegram channel and how you can sign up. You can also follow uh, Div on Pi and Bob, uh, at Pi and Bob, sorry, on Twitter. Uh, he is, of course, the founder of the Scottish Football Forum, pieandbob.com, so make sure you check that out as well to follow Scottish Football on or everything that's happened in Scottish Football is discussed on there in the forums. And that's us for this weekend. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you guys enjoy your game uh, on Saturday and may the best team win, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, thanks very much for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Thank you. Good luck. Excellent. Yeah, cheers. Thanks, guys. <laughs>